What's good? You're listening to Wasted Radio. My name is Matt, and this is the only place online where you can find live vinyl spun directly out of my collection. So if that's not what you're looking for, shut it off. If that is what you're looking for, you're in luck. I've got some choices for you today here, uh, some of my favorites again. And uh, we're going to get it started off with some music. We're going to move on to some hardcore news, and then we're going to do a little something different to close out the show today. I have an interview uh, that I'm going to play with Stu from Spirit World. We're talking about that album, Pagan Rhythms. We're going to spin a couple songs off of there. And uh, man, if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It is fantastic. Stick around for the show today. You're going to hear some of it. But until then, we're going to get it started off with some music right away. This is Slumlord with Diddy the Slumlords with City That Bleeds that comes off of the self-titled 7-inch. If it has a name, I don't know what it is because it doesn't have it on there, so I'm assuming that it's self-titled, but this is from Perfect Victim Records uh, out of Boston, Massachusetts. This is P-E-R-F-016. Get online, go and pick it up. It's a great 7-inch, four songs on there. We're going to move on. The next song that we've got for you is Born Low. This is Wrecking Ball. Let's go. 
Born Low. That was Wrecking Ball off of the Hunger Within 7-inch. That was on Bad Ground Records, BGR01. Kind of makes me feel old. That shit came out in 2011. I think it was 2011 or 2012. Born Low was out hitting it hard and... Man, it delivers. This whole 7-inch is just fantastic. Uh, as always, nothing but good things to say about Born Low. Uh, love that shit, but we're going to move on here to a band who uh, I used to play with these guys all the time, actually. Black Mask. Uh, really good guys. Uh, first thing to say about them, really good guys. Second thing to say is fantastic music. Uh, shout out, Mike. Hope you're doing well. Hope everybody from the band is doing well. I'm just going to play the first song off of their self-titled 7-inch. So this was on GTR Records. This is GTRR015. Get online and pick it up. This is the first song off of that 7-inch, and it is called Serpent. Black Mask, that was Serpent, GTRR015, if you want to go pick that up. We don't have much time, so we're going to move on to Distress Signal. This song is called Drone.
distress signal that was drone off of the expatriate seven inch that's on hardcore records h-a-r-v-0-1-1-0 you want to feel old do you remember when that came out that was 2009 fuck all right we're gonna move on we got a bunch of news beast from the east snitch hunt that's the new cassette it's mvr 16 that's the catalog number you are gonna go over to at Beast from the East underscore NYHC on Instagram, and you're going to check in with them and see if you can get your hands on one of those cassettes. You can always stream it, support that band. Speedway is a new band that just signed to Revelation Records. Don't have too much on that, but it's a hardcore punk band. Straight in the vein of the Rev bands. Go check them out too. Rev HQ. Fading Signal. Year Zero cassette is now available on Safe Inside Records. You're going to find that at safe inside records on instagram we're gonna move on to concrete one of my favorite bands they have a new song called path of fire and the video is up on metal injection and while you're on metal injection watching the path of fire music video from concrete you're gonna look up eternal struggle because they also posted a new video over there called on broken backs eternal struggle is hard man it is hard to compete love that band but I got something else, something really heavy that just came out. Departed, Blood for Blood. It's on noecho.net right now, featuring Stickman from Fury of Five. It is a brutal song. Now, Eternal Struggle and Departed, both working with Upstate Records. And the next band I'm going to talk about that was just featured, full streaming the album on Decibel, Bushido Code, dropped their album, The Ronin, last week. And it is, again, very hard. A lot of hard work went into that album, and it shows, and it will pay off for them. They are doing big things. Purgatory, Lawless to Grave, coming out on Unbeaten Records. That album just dropped, and if you don't know Purgatory, at PurgatoryHC, go check them out, at Unbeaten Records. Go check the label out, buy the album, enjoy it. Pennsylvania Hardcore, Settle for Nothing, still hawking a CD split with Split Knuckle. Settle for Nothing. Saw them not too long ago. One of the greatest live. I have nothing bad to say. And last but not least, Going Off. At Going Off HC and at Patient Zero Records 413 on Instagram. The 7 inch that they just dropped is called Destroy. They're shipping them out right now. Go get yourself a copy of it. Hit me up on Wasted.radio on Instagram. Send me your band. Send me the shit that you got going on. Send me the label. I want to plug all that stuff. I want my listeners to check it out. Until then, I was lucky enough to sit down with Stu from Spirit World. We got a little bit of an interview coming up here, so why don't you check this out? All right, you got Matt here with Wasted Radio. I am sitting down with Stu from Spirit World. Stu, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How you been? Doing great. I'll tell you what, I I, uh, I wanted to ask you a few questions here about um, Spirit World because, man, 2017, uh, a friend of mine named Jake, shout out Jake, uh, turned me on to Spirit World. We were, we were talking about Folsom one day and he was like, dude, do you know what those guys are up to now? And I said, no. And he said, well, I, I don't think that it's uh, all of them. And if I'm correct, it's not, you only have a couple of the guys from the Folsom lineup, right? Yeah. Um, well, from the original Folsom lineup, it's just kind of, none of my brothers are in it, so it's just me and Matt and then my buddy Justin that 
Um, like, he did everything with Pulse and kind of all the one-off stuff we've done in the last decade. Yeah. But he didn't do, uh, he didn't play on any of the records. So it's still some of the same guys, just, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, very cool. Um, now, with this project, my first uh, initial impression of the project was what you released in 2017, which was uh, not at all what the album has to offer. It was very different. Could you talk about the, uh, the, the folkier stuff a little bit? Yeah, I just, um, I kind of, when I set out to do this project, I just decided I wanted to write and just make records that I want to make. And so I'm not too interested in, you know, being a thrash band or a country band. I just want to write whatever I write. So some of that's going to be more punk rock, catchier stuff with influences that I've been pretty obsessed with, like, the kind of that first wave of California punk rock that kind of swung into the cowpunk direction. All your bands like X and, um, and like, the stuff Pete Anderson was producing for Dwight Yoakam yeah. for a long time. So that's a big driver of it. And then I kind of mix in that with um, just kind of like the punk rock stuff I like, you know. So, like, the first stuff we recorded, the uh, demo... There's a split seven inch we did with uh, my friend's band out of Houston. And then I think there was a digital single that came out. That was all recorded in one session. Yeah. And then um, just kind of staggered as it was released. But then after that, I wrote a bunch more songs. I was going to do a full length in that style. But um, I forget what was going on. We played some shows and then I got sober. So I wasn't really hanging out with anybody. It was kind of just like chilling with my guitar and yeah. I just started riffing all these um, just a bunch of heavy shit just for fun and then I finally taught myself how to uh, program drums so I could sit in my I bought a house so I have a room set up just to make noise in so I figured out how to record demos so once I got where I could program drum beats I just started writing all these heavy ass riffs and then I don't know. I was just having a blast with it. And what that turned into is pagan rhythms. And so I kind of didn't set out. It wasn't intentional to be like genre hopping. But I also am at the point in my life where I just want to do what I'm excited about, you know, regardless oh, I of Yeah, I definitely style. do. And, and, you know, it's kind of... When you when you say that you don't really want to tie down to anything and, and you kind of jumped from folk all the way over to, I mean, like just this punishing riff after riff kind of like uh, metal, hardcore, um, it kind of goes, it kind of speaks to the theme of the album. If I'm not wrong, the theme of the album overall is having this like uh, intellectual freedom and agency over your own life and, and making your own decisions, correct? Yeah, and uh, a lot of that I'm not writing from, like, uh, it's not really from my point of view, because I wrote a collection of fiction short stories that kind of accompany that record. And so I tried to do, like, a multimedia um, kind of a concept thing. So I was toying around with doing, like, a, like a horror western novel or novella or something. Sure. And then it just worked out great because I had all these riffs that I knew were just batted and fucked. So I was like trying to come up with something lyrically 
and then I just kind of brought in the characters and the themes from kind of the fiction writing I was doing and so a lot of it is just kind of you know people trying to kind of grapple with their mortality and kind of what comes next you know whether you have faith or you lose it on account of horrible things happening kind of that I think that's interesting where people kind of fall and have to make choices and decisions along the way absolutely well I'll tell you what we're going to take it into the first song on that note um, this was the first single off of the album I believe if I'm not wrong um, the song is called bringer of light it is a hard-hitting one so let's check this out now this is spirit world with uh the bringer of light All right, we're back. That was the bringer of light with, uh, by Spirit World. I'm here with Stu, uh, who is the the grandmaster of this whole uh, album here. Stu, you were talking a little bit about uh, sobriety, and and you had uh, recently gotten sober in the past few years. Yeah, um, I think it was uh, three years in January. So however long that's been. Congratulations. Half, give or take. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And and uh, what kind of a role uh, did that have in your creation of this the stories and the album and the entire concept? Um, honestly, I had a lot to do with the focus of energy because I um, like I'm a pretty social person. And so kind of getting out of that, those old like triggers and habits, when I got serious about not drinking anymore and just none of the 
kind of cutting the nightlife and all the stuff that comes with that out of my life. I knew I can't, like, I've never been able to, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like moderation is sure. not my jam. I'm usually like, um, I don't know. I'm just like a creature of habit. I guess I have an addictive personality. And so I kind of, one of the decisions I made was to be intentional about what I'm going to spend my time doing. And rather than, you know, hanging out, whatever, you know, I was doing in bars, going bowling, hanging out with my buddies, going to shows, like all that kind of energy. I just tried to focus that because one, it was pretty uncomfortable trying to do all that stuff sober and trying to get a grip on sobriety. And so I knew it would help to have something I was excited about. And so I really just kind of spent a lot of that time, energy and anxious, like whatever you want to call it, like the growing pains of like really trying to change yourself. I just threw all that into the guitar, then into the artwork, teaching myself how to use Photoshop and, like a lot of that stuff was frustrating as fuck, but like the reward of having something tangible. And then as soon as I got the project going, just how many people that have been excited about it that have like kind of repaid that energy. I kind of feel like it was all meant to be in some kind of weird cosmic fucking way, you know? Yeah. I, I have to agree there. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's an impressive total package just saying i mean you know the music and the lyrics the um co-production the artwork the photography the layout uh the vocals the guitars the bass you programmed some of the drums um this must have been a massive undertaking um as a passion project for you and you know to learn so many different things i mean just in this short amount of time that we've been talking so far, you've been you've been telling me about how you learned to demo yourself. You learned to uh, program all of these drums. You learned the layout, the artwork, the photography, all of this stuff. I, I mean, it, it really, looking at it from the outside, when you see like the Spirit World uh, album and you turn it on, it, it really hits hard. It really leaves an impression. But then you open it up and you look into the notes and you're like, holy crap. <laughs> like the, because I mean, I know the amount of work that goes in to doing something like this from the other side. And it, and, and for one person to, to really throw it on your back and, and to lead in that capacity, obviously you have a bunch of people who worked with you. Um, but you're, you were the leader. Um, you know, how does it feel? Uh, I, I mean, I know you said that, that you kind of have overplayed the album and everything. It's been out for a little bit now, but, you know, looking back on it and, and looking at what you were able to accomplish and what you were able to assemble and what you were able to push yourself to do, you know, how does it feel, uh, looking back on all that? It feels great, man. I'm really proud of it. And part of the reason why, um, I did so much of this stuff hands-on is I just, my previous experiences and like um, writing songs and playing in a band, I always made concessions, whether that was we don't have money or time to record or we're writing a song and two of the guys in the band that are practicing really like the slow part and I want to write the fast part. And so you kind of give and take and you end up doing, you know, it's like a democratic process. Yeah. And then also, 
you get these songs done and you're stoked on them and then some record label's going to put it out and they're going to do all this stuff they don't do shit they slap artwork on that has nothing to do with it like all those kind of things that i learned the hard way i just am at the point in my life where like i have all my shit together and if i decide to do something i have the passion drive and like the kind of the means to make the shit that's in my head and actually get pretty close to that without having something that when it comes out, I'm just like, ah, fuck, you know, could have did this totally different. Absolutely. So I kind of like, I'm super proud of it. And don't get me wrong. Like I love all those songs. I just, my personality, I like to make stuff and like try really fucking hard and then move on to the next one. So I'm right in the thick of the next, gigantic project i'm working on so it's hard to kind of step out of that and get back into the pagan rhythms headspace absolutely i mean i kind of i relate to that in a way because um a lot of the times you know when i'm working on a project myself i've got a couple different music projects that i work on from time to time and and um i'm always thinking like I'll get to daydreaming and I'll think, you know, what am I going to do next? And I get caught up in that idea. And then it's like, oh, I have to go back in time and revisit this if I want to ever work on something, you know, uh, that I've I've got sitting on deck. Um, but uh, this one, I'll tell you what, um, you, you made it the whole way. You did the whole album. You put it out. And now I want to play another one of these songs on here. Um, I'm glad you let me pick them because I could pick my favorites. But we're going to move on to uh, the demon storm. Anything you want to say about the demon storm before we uh, slide into that one? I just remember there's a riff in there, like kind of a, it just sounds like a, like a triple picking death metal riff. And I just somehow, like I planned on that being the anchor of the song and it's in there. I think I repeated a couple of times and I throw this cool sample that I recorded. That's of uh, actually just outside of my house where there's fucking thunder crashing in the middle of a, um, just like pouring rain, but there's this really fucking loud crash of uh, thunder. And yeah. so I threw that on the sample. So when it breaks into this riff, that was the, that's where the song came from. That riff I've just been playing for like, it was around for a couple of years. Every time I picked up the guitar, I just was like, you know how you have that jam on it riff that you just fucking play. Absolutely. That was one of those. And then, so that song ended up being the, that's what happens when you beat the shit out of a riff long enough, stick with it and you can end up with a total ripper, you know? All right, man. Well, let's beat the shit out of it one more time. This is uh, the Demon Storm. Dying world 
All right, we are back. That was The Demon Storm by Spirit World. We're on with Stu. And uh, we wanted to take a few minutes here and talk about the the production of the album. Stu, uh, why don't you take the lead on this? Tell me a little bit about uh, how this album was produced and everything that went into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm super blessed that through my travels in the punk rock, like hardcore punk underground scene, that um, I've had the chance to connect with some really super talented people. And Sam Pura is one of those guys. Um, he's well known and like notorious for his own productions, but a lot of that in the last decade has been kind of on a really big pop punk and like um, more rock records. Like he's done the whole story so far catalog, a bunch of awesome hundredth stuff. Um, I mean, just all kinds of shit from basement, like all these really big bands that, I mean, the production on all those records, like the Dangerous Summer album he did, Mother Nature, they're just like so fucking good. So okay. when I was talking about doing this record with him, we were actually working on some more um, like country cowpunk stuff. And then I gave him the demos of Pagan Rhythms and told him what I wanted to do is the same just put it out under spare world to make it super heavy, dark, like all the things I love in the nineties thrash scene kind of mixed with that late nineties, early two thousands kind of golden era of like victory records, metal core shit, like integrity and ringworm. Mm. And so he was able to step in and just total best friendship. Allow me to come in. I probably flew out to the Bay area 10 times over the course of like, eight months in between his projects whenever he could squeeze it in and then we ended up just taking so much time quad tracking all the guitars just really he put the love and attention to this album like it was a you know had a thirty thousand dollar budget on a big indie and it was just me you know doing it so a lot of that production value that just makes this record slam is Sam Pure, literally, he's one of the few people that'll grab something that he's passionate about and just go all in, regardless of, you know, the fact that I think at the time we had like 50 or 100 monthly listeners on Spotify, you know, so mm -hmm. it wasn't like there was any, any, it wasn't like he thought it was going to, you know, bring him a big paycheck. He just believed in the song, heard something special in the riffs that, you know, gives a fuck enough to try and make great art you know that's a real homie it really is i mean yeah somebody, for sure yeah yeah somebody that that's willing to do that for you and and you know kind of um here's something i mean the dude obviously has a good ear so he he knows good stuff when he hears it and then um to to put himself out there and and kind of help you out in that way uh what a, that, that's an incredible move absolutely incredible move yeah and i think when you you get to a certain age when you really are obsessed with making art whether it's film photography making records whatever the fuck you're into you get to a certain age where you kind of recognize that when somebody's on to something that's really good it's fucking important to try and bring that shit to light because I mean, you can try for a decade to write a good song. You can write a lot of mediocre ones, but a really great song, it's hard to do. 
So it's nice when I think you see that more when you, if you kind of come up obsessed with art, I think surround yourself with people who care more about making great art than making money. And this is the kind of stuff that can come out of that collaboration when it's just about being inspired, you know? It's yeah, it's very inspirational, especially um, someone like me who, you know, I'm an independent uh, musician. I spend a lot of late nights with a guitar on my lap, sitting in front of Logic Pro, just, uh, you know, punching away and making stuff. I mean, the, it, it just holding this in my hand and, and looking at the thing that you created, man, it, it really uh, it's like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to keep going towards it, you know, and um, another thing that that uh, hit me which I, I don't know, I'm, I'm spitballing with you here now, but um, I read a lot of, or I have read in the past, a lot of like Aleister Crowley, Anton LaVey, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, how much uh, occult influence really went into um, you writing all of this? Yeah, um, kind of the world I was trying to build, I was trying to take something that, would read like the fiction anyways be like a not like super um i don't know i get big into like the like really wordy intellectual philosophizing fiction sometimes Mm -hmm. and i didn't want to try to pursue something like that so i wanted to make something that was like just kind of pulp western like a louis l'amour like i grew up reading all the sackett books and then also, like, on the fantasy and horror side, I've always loved stuff like Richard Matheson and um, just all kinds of shit, like reading, like, all the Dragonlance books. And so I kind of wanted to blend kind of the more easy reading, just bam, 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 a lot of action. Don't get bogged down in trying to, you know, explain to somebody or, like, describe what a horse looks like. Just tell them there's a fucking horse and just assume that your reader will, you know, describe a horse in their brain better than I ever can, you know? So, like, with all the occult stuff, I'm not that big into it. I'm not... I have, you know, I got to say, like, Stereo Gum, when they dropped the... They covered one of the songs or something when it came out, and they, like, on their Twitter feed said, Satanic Hardcore Band. And so I've had a lot of questions about, like, am I a Satanist? And so for the record, no, I don't believe in any sort of a higher power, good, bad, whatever. All of my occult references are purely from the standpoint of trying to write a horror story that combines a bunch of cowboys in the old West finding the gates to hell. So like all of the influences from that, I mean, I'm just pulling shit, you know, out of movies and books that I've read. I have no real um, arcane knowledge or nor do I want to you know well that that's awesome i think you did a good job and i think you achieved that goal man um you know like i said earlier the the album has definitely had an impression on me in more ways than one the the music is hard it's great great gym music um the the lyrics are a completely different level it's something that i didn't even expect when i was coming to this you know like i said when i first when i first found the album uh, I was expecting uh, folk. I was expecting more of that, um, you know, cowpunk. Uh, not at all what I got. And man, am I surprised and satisfied? It, it, it's top to bottom, 
uh, an awesome album. Super, super happy for you, dude. Um, what can we expect from Spirit World in the future? What's coming up? I don't have a timeline yet, kind of wait for everything to open up, but um, I've been really fortunate and blessed that a lot of really cool motherfuckers have heard this record and just want to help me push it forward. So we're going to have the opportunity to do some pretty cool touring stuff. Um, I already wrote another kind of a sister record called The Heretic Butcher. That's another super thrashy album, which me and Sam start working on it um next week actually the 19th through the 23rd so i'll probably have that record done um i don't know middle of summer and then there's talks of uh pagan rhythms will be re-released and securing all that stuff now so i'm thinking it might be a year year and a half before anything new but towards the end of the year pagan rhythms will get re-released and then um so will Godlessness, the collection of short stories I wrote. And once that stuff's out, we'll be doing some uh, festival runs, doing some stuff in Europe, and then whatever the timing's right, dropping a new record. Fucking right, man. I'm going to wrap it up here. It, it has been more than a pleasure talking to you. I'm so happy for you. Um, I hope the world gets back to normal extremely quickly so you can get on the road uh, with this stuff because that's where it needs to be. People need to be in the crowd watching this happen. Um, it's that good. Uh, anybody who hasn't heard it, Spirit World, Pagan Rhythms, you got to get online and you got to pick it up. I actually got mine uh, from Upstate Records because everywhere else it was sold out. So, you know, if you want uh, a vinyl yeah, copy of this. I think, um, I think there might be a couple copies left um and a few distros, but that first pressing of 500 is long gone. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, your book, I need to get a copy of that. Um, I I'm definitely interested in it. And I was gonna get an I was gonna get a copy of the album uh, from you as well as a copy of the book. And then of course the albums were sold out. And now that I have one, I see why. Um, like I said, top to bottom, the package is amazing. Get online and order it now before you're going to have to order a re-release. Uh, we're going to move on to the last song here. Uh, this song is called Godless. Stu, uh, before we part ways, is there anything uh, that you want to say about this song? The sample at the beginning is from 30 Days a Night. I've been asked that like 50 times. Okay. So there you go. If you're right. wondering what the fuck it's from, 30 Days a Night. All right. And before we go to, uh, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to close out with? No, just world peace. Everybody be good, man. I can't wait till um, the world's not in lockdown. Hopefully everybody comes out of this a little kinder and a little more motivated to get out there and accomplish your dreams, you know? I love that, man. That's exactly what my wife and I and, and our son, we've all been trying to focus on because the world's gotten so mean and we're all just kind of trying to be a little nicer nowadays. How about it? Yeah, I love that, man. All right. All right. Well, uh, again, Stu, I really appreciate you coming on. You're welcome anytime. Um, you got my number. You got something that you ever, you ever want to plug anything. You give me, a, give me a little text there. Other than that, we're going to close it out. This is Godless. <laughs>
Big thanks to Stu for coming on the show at Spirit World Prophet, P-R-O-P-H-E-T on Instagram. I am at Wasted.Radio on Instagram. Final thoughts for the show today. Keep treating each other nice. We see some hardcore shows coming back. Uh, everything seems to be starting to get back to normal, so we're going to follow that. I will see you next Sunday, and until then, have a fucking great week.